Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Today's guest is Chris Kemp from New York Reel Repair. We discuss some simple solutions to help extend the life of your reels, some of Chris's favorite reels, and the most difficult reel to take apart and put back together. Captain Casey Prisco is my co-host. Let's go to the interview. Uh, you do reel repair. Reel I do. Repair. Tell us about that. Well, um, I do. It doesn't matter what kind of reel it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I clean, service, repair, upgrade, whatever the customer wants. And, and you've been doing uh, some seminars here this weekend at the show yeah, about reel maintenance. Yes. Tell us about that. Well, uh, yearly, you know, the weekend warrior guys should be at least cleaning their reels once a year. Take them off, spray them down with some soap and water, get all the grit out of the level lines, back the drags off, then they're good to go for the next year. Professional guys, guys that use their reels every year, they should be cleaned at least once once a season. Go ahead and come right up to the mic. Don't be afraid of it. I know sometimes mm-hmm. just so everybody comes in here it's not <laughs> talking to a mic wants to get as far away as they well, can. Well, no, I was just... I think it's because it's gold. It's, it's gold, It's yeah. intimidating. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I feel like Rush Limbaugh here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're not the first person to say that. But, uh, yeah, the gold mic we, we save for the guests because you're the, right. really the important guy. So what do you see when reels come in? What are some things that you see when people bring their, bring their equipment in to see you? Uh, mostly it's neglect. You know, they either leave them out out in the sun all day long in the boat. Um, it just mainly neglect because that'll chew up the level wines. That's usually the first thing that goes. Mm-hmm. Or they're they've never cleaned them in 15 years and now everything's gunk. Right. And drags are shot and they need to be replaced. Okay. So yeah, what's what's the solution for that when somebody comes in that's like, and this thing has been laying around for a while. Just uh, my process to clean is disassemble, mm-hmm. get all the, the tough grease off, then I steam it. I use a steam cleaner. I have a steam cleaner. And then I'll put it in a uh, uh, ultrasonic cleaner with, like, Dawn, and that gets all the residue off. And then I'll put everything back with uh, clean grease. I use Cal's Real Grease, and I use uh, TSI 321 oil. Um, put everything back together, make sure everything's smooth. Is that something that, you know, people should be doing on their own with the lubrication? How does that work? Well, if you're going to pull the reel apart, you have to kind of know what you're doing. Some of these reels, like um, Shimano's and Okuma's, they got little springs in here and there, and you can lose all that stuff. So that's a no. That's a no. Leave it to the professionals, guys. Every year, I get half a dozen reels in a bag, say, I took it apart and I can't put it back together. So So how much... Is this one thing that, that, I mean, based on what Casey's saying, you know, how much maintenance can a person do on their own? Is it, is it something that well, they can... Well, they can extend the the time that I need to see it if they clean it once a year. Okay. They'll extend that way out. And back your drags off. I back my drags off after yeah. every charter. Okay. All my guys do. It just, it saves yeah, the... backing your drags off. Saves the drag. Because what happens is when you're, you've got a, a, a brass or steel gear, You've got a, uh, some sort of a disc, whether it's carbon, fiber, or s- some variation thereof, a steel, another disc. And, and what you do when you got that compressed, 
everyone from the factory greases their their drags. So when you compress that, that grease gets pushed out and it gets tighter and tighter and tighter. And your tendency is to tighten it more and more and more as time goes on. Eventually, you're almost at full drag and, and you don't have full drag anymore. It'd be like in the restaurant world, you're in the back of every kitchen. Yep. When it comes I see to every steak. Stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. So tell us about some things that, that you see that maybe the average person wouldn't have an opportunity to experience when it comes to reels. Um, well, stay away from... If you're fishing salmon, for sure, stay away from the cheap reels. Okay. That's the mag does. Most of the uh, Daiwas, until you get to the saltest, the saltest and up is fine. Um, all the um, Shimano Takotas, they're fine. They're all built strong enough. They all have an instant anti-reverse. What's the best reel out there, in your opinion? The one that you like. What's that? Don't be, like. Don't be afraid to say it. Don't be afraid to say it. Whatever you like. The Okumas, you know, they're an entry level, but if you get a, a convector or cold water, they'll do the job. Sure. You know, so you don't have to spend $300 on a reel to have a good time. You can spend, you know, what is $130 for a convector. But what? just stay away from the reels that don't have an instant anti-reverse. Okay. Why, why is that? Uh, they just don't hold up. They don't hold up. And, and when you're kind of working on, let's say you're going to work on Casey's reels mm -hmm. that get used every day, mm -hmm. and then you're going to work on my reels that get used maybe four or five times a year, Yeah. what do you see in a difference as far as what those things look like when they come in? Well, his will have more wear and tear on it, but as long as he's doing some maintenance to them, mm -hmm. you won't have to replace any parts. Just clean all that stuff off, start fresh. You know, is it is it one of those things that uh, you know, a lot of people say about boats? You know, if you drive them every day, they'll be in better condition than if it sits in your garage for well, three months and you pull they out. still wear out. Yeah, they still wear out. The big thing is backing the drags off. That'll make your reel perform a uh, hundred times better. So backing the drags off, guys. That's what you need to do at the end of every trip. Uh, we got uh, Nick Cook who's been joining us pretty much all weekend as well. Nick's got a question for you. He says, uh, when doing a drag upgrade, do you see the reel wear out faster after a drag? No. Absolutely not. So better, worse, the same? Same. Same. Yeah, well, I mean, the difference between a felt drag and a carbon drag is the amount of pressure you can put on that carbon drag mm -hmm. and the way it releases. Okay. So you want your drag to release smoothly. You don't want it to go boom, boom, boom. How many times have you had a rod and, and the line is jerking off the reel? That's not good because you're putting a hole in the fish's mouth. And, you know, you want that. If that fish wants to take the drag, it wants to take it off smooth. You want to be reeling this and that drag going that way as smooth as can be. So as far as wear and tear, uh, carbon drags wear out just like the felt drags wear out. They just wear out a different way. They're not going to tear up a gear or the washers in between because they're all stainless. You know, nothing like that. Do you see any difference in, let's say, a guy brings a reel in that he's been running lead core on compared to a reel that he's been running on his wire divers? Nope. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Again, the big thing is keeping the dirt out of level wine. And backing your drags off, that's the best thing you can do for your reels. Casey, you got anything for Chris? No, I'm uh, 
I like his answers. I, I do. like his answers. You know, it really doesn't matter what reel you have. And everybody has a budget they have to live within. But, you know, you can improve all of them. Sure. You can improve all of them. And it doesn't matter to me what you have. I'm not going to tell you you got to have this or that. It doesn't matter. I won't either tell you that. But I did start out, and I bought a lower-end reel. And what I've learned is save your money and buy the better reel instead of that lower-end reel. Because what happens is you buy that lower-end reel because you needed to have them. You wanted to get out there, and that's what the money you had. Now you have to get rid of that reel because you want to go to the reel that and you should have. Much. You're spending more than you would have spent if you just did it and bit yeah. the bolt the first time. Right. You know, I did that in the beginning, and uh, now I'm, I'm obviously a Shimano guy. But um, um, I'm, I, I run Okumas only because I don't run them every day, and I run them on the weekends. And so you they work for walleye, walleye and salmon. Okay. You know, I, I I use for both. Yep. So. But I did change the drags up, and I clean them every year. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes I'm guilty of leaving them, forgetting about them. But me too. It happens at times, yeah. you know. At the end of the trip, you want to get home. You're tired. It's raining out. Yeah. You want to put your stuff away. You put everything away, and it <laughs> happens. But for the most part, I'm pretty good. My guys are really good about it. Yeah. I would say Captain but, Pat's probably the best about it. Back and, and, and let me clarify: when I say back off the drags, I don't mean back it off so the line's falling off the reel. I just mean back it off so that you know it's not falling off the reel. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be completely off. But your reel should be able to back the drag should be able to back off, and you can pull the line off. And the other, yeah, you know, again, just go home and pull your reels. If it's jerky, it's done. It's time for yep. a drag job. Need some work done on. Yes, Chris, you've got Chris's real repair. That's your business, but yeah. you, you've kind of you've got a new home. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, back uh, in April, May of last year, Steve uh, owns Captain Bob's. Had a medical issue, and I just came, I'm good friends with him. So I came over, ran the store while he was having his problems, and I just moved my business over to his place. Nice. So we're in Main Street in Clarence. Uh, you can find me at nyrealrepair.com. Uh, you can go to captainbobsoutdoors.com. Uh, we're all merged together now. And you just you said nyreels.com is your website? Yeah, that's my original website. Yeah. All right. So you, do people send you reels from all over where you get reels? Oh, I get, I get reels from all over the country. I've gone from Montana... Um, Texas, I've been, I've got them all over the place. Canada, so, you know. We're talking about in our audience is really a, a trolling reel type mm -hmm. of audience, but I mean, do you do like fly fishing reels and yeah. skinny reels and those kinds of things? It doesn't matter what kind of reel it is. Center pins. Did you go to school for this or just no, your hands on I, guy got I was into it always a hands on guy. Nice. And again, if you bring me a bag of parts, I'll put it back together. That's awesome. You know, it doesn't really, it's just, when I take a reel apart, you'd cry because it's just laying in front of you, you know, and yeah. people have to kind of put this, this, and this, and but it's laying in front of you, and, you know, I just have people laugh at me, but it just comes natural to me. I don't right. know why, but the nice thing about now me being with Captain Bob's, I can spool your reels, I can put wire copper lead core doesn't matter um we also take trades so if you want to trade it in or you bring in a reel it's no good i can sell you another reel so it's works out worked out well for both of us 
So you talked about brands and what you like and kind of among those product lines, we we're talking trolling reels. But what about like, what's the hardest reel to work on? What type of reel is the most difficult? Type Shimano spinning reel. Shimano spinning reel? <laughs> the Stratix, Stella's. The Stella's the worst. What's tricky about that? It's just every little plastic part has a little bronze bushing in it where a pin goes through it. And mm -hmm. There's little tiny springs and uh, it's brutal. What about uh, saltwater reels? Saltwater reels, uh, I don't do a lot of them mm -hmm. because uh, if people don't take care of them, they're just trash. Right. Saltwater Salt just kills, kills them. Yeah, yep. it just kills them. So I do a few for saltwater guys that like go on vacation. They come back. They'll give it to me after they come back from vacation. I'll clean them out, get them ready for the next year. So I do a bunch of those. <laughs> but if you get, you know, most so the saltwater guys are running really expensive stuff, and they go to the same shop that they get their line spooled on, and mm -hmm. you know they're constantly taking theirs apart and re-greasing them. All right. Well, Chris, so, we appreciate you swinging by. Yeah, the no boat. problem. And Very nice meeting you. Talking to nice us. seeing you. It's Chris's Real Repair, and it's nyreels.com. Nyrealrepair.com. Nyrealrepair.com. You can look up Chris, and he can help you out if you got some problems, but. Uh, Appreciate it. You know, it's really nice for you to come out here too and, and just talk to people in the seminar rooms about yeah. how to take care of their equipment. Yeah, and and sure in the seminar on. rooms, I'm actually hands on. I'll take a reel apart in front of them and we'll do a QA. So it's good to get one get one of those in. And if you come in a store and you got questions and you can call me anytime too. Very good. Phone numbers on there. I'll help you walk you through it. You know. Most guys are not my competition, so. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one thing that, that, you know, we find with a lot of things, too. Um, I help some other people and some businesses, and we just say, hey, if you teach somebody, like if somebody goes online and, and says, uh, this is how you do a carburetor repair. Yeah. Like, most, that's not a competition against you. Typically no. what happens is guys watch the video and go, I don't want to do that. Exactly. I'm yes. going to take it to this guy and let him do the That's exactly what happens. Exactly. They Every see. time. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> that's why it's so good to share that knowledge because people are looking for it. Yeah. They're going to try to figure it out themselves and yep. they're going to see what goes into it. And go. Every seminar I go to, I go through the whole thing. So for $20, I'm not doing that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> let, let Chris do it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank All you, right. sir. Appreciate thank you again. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.